Welcome to the Micro Business Podcast, the UK's first dedicated podcast to micro business. We navigate the journey to micro but mighty together. My name is Alex Hughes, and my love for micro business is the heart of everything I do. From this podcast to the programs that Shift Momentum runs, and the well over 1,000 members in our micro business community called Shifties. We talk about everything that is unique to micros, like side hustles, marketing ideas, and learn from entrepreneurs that have already completed that journey. Be sure to check out our Substack to get more of this in your inbox and follow the micro but mighty hashtag. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Massive thank you to Shift Momentum, who is the engine behind everything we do, the powering this podcast, and the Shifties community for the beautiful, passionate members within it support each other every single day on the journey to building their micro but mighty businesses don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow wherever you listen to this and share content to spread the word of the micro business podcast for us let's get into it so a fundamental requirement of any business especially a micro but mighty one is the people that it employs and whatever model you take you're going to need people. Even if you are this solopreneur, side hustle king, you still need an accountant. You still need great referral network. You still need someone to support you on content creation or SEO or whatever it is that you need in your tech stack and your team, you need people. So I've, I've learned a little bit about this over the last six years. And um, Across the board, total in probably over 100 employees uh, in different capacities, apprentices, uh, interns, uh, collaborations, partners, employees, you name it. Um, in, in one of the businesses, we've had people join our businesses to help us grow. I think it's the fastest way to scale. I think it's the fastest way to scale yourself out of a business, which for me, as an entrepreneur, that's what it's all about. You whether I buy a business or I start a business, either way, the aim of the game is to get out of the business, right? So it's to scale, scale myself out of it. So micro but mighty squads, let's, let's start. So where do we start? I think the first place you can start is with yourself. So you need to know who you are, what makes you tick, and what skill sets you have. Because especially if you're a you know, a bootstrap startup, the, ch- the chances are you're used to wearing all the hats. And that's a hard transition. And, you know, I think it's something that a lot of business owners struggle with. They, they won't care as much as me. Uh, they won't they won't do it as well as I can do it. Well, probably not. And they definitely won't care as much as you. Uh, if you want them to care as much as you, then give them a share of your business because no one's going to care as much about your business as you. So I think you could need to get over that immediately and just start with you. So we did this when we first bought Silvertone, which is our commercial cleaning business that we bought. We looked at the, we got an organizational structure up on the wall and put, so it was Nicola, Christina, myself at the time, and we just mapped it out. Oh, and Eleanor, who's our, who was our accountant at the time, mapped it all out on the wall the ideal structure for where we're going. Obviously, we had a strategy to scale that business. We grew it 400%. And um, to do that, we knew we we're going to need new people. But what we didn't want is to start to scale, which is the mistake I made the first time, which was grow the top line, let's get busy. And you know, as soon as we can afford new employees, then we'll go get them. Well, trying to onboard someone when you're already running like hell 
is is a difficult thing to do. So knowing what they're going to be doing before you've even got there is a fundamental. So start with yourself. Where do you sit on this organizational structure? You might be CEO, you might be CMO, you know, call the titles what you will. Um, but you need to plot yourself. So I would plot myself all over this chart and you just see my head in a load of different locations. And then simply look at right description for each role. That way for me, instead of me thinking every day, what am I doing today? I'm thinking, who am I today? Who am I operating as? And just operating with that mindset, even if it's just you right now, it's just going to help you so much in terms of your um, readiness to scale. Because then you go, right, well, today I'm operating as business development for my company. And you spend a whole day on that. You, you've got a CRM system. You've, you've set it up that way for your role to make your job easier. And then that way, new person comes in. Boom. Here you go. This is what I would do. This is what I was doing on that day. So I think starting with you is, is a fundamental are you ready for this? Are you ready to take on an employee on the basis that after three months of onboarding them, it may not work out? It may not work out for you, it may not work out for them. Um, so preparation around understanding who you are, where you sit in that structure and how you can support that person coming on. I think another way to look at this is, um, which, I, which I really like when it comes to collaborations, uh, a lot of micro but mighty businesses will collaborate to scale. So instead of employing maybe you just partner so if you're a graphic designer let's say or you're a graphic design agency could you pair up with a digital marketing agency and that's a perfect little partnership going on there but i think even if you're doing that if you're partnering or collaborating in any form i love this way of doing things so uh, when we when we wanted to start shifties <clears throat> i sat down with a team and i said right if we were going to write a book on building a company with this value structure, with this vision, with what we're trying to achieve, look around the room, what chapter would you write? And everyone could, everyone should be able to contribute to that. And, and the chapters that you're missing are the people that you miss. So maybe, you know, for us, for instance, we've got a part-time CFO and a part-time CTO, because we don't need them full-time, but they can advise, they can consult, and we can inform them of what's going on. And they're on the pulse for their elements of it. But you know, me trying to be a CTO is not, not a good use of my time and nor am I the best qualified to do it. So I think it's a really good exercise to do if you think about scaling and starting to build your squad, especially at a leadership level, a strategic level. You know, if you were going to write the book on whatever your business is, what chapter would you write and which chapters are you missing? And I think that gives you the right, the right um, guidance to go off and do your thing. The next thing is diversity. Huge, huge benefit to any micro but mighty business is to have fantastic diversity in skill sets, in backgrounds, in frame of references. I cannot tell you how many times we've sat in a creative meeting and, you know, originally, let's say the average age of our uh, leadership team was probably about 38. Um, so, you know, between us, are we the best to be looking at when we're looking at storyboarding our marketing um, for campaigns, are we the best people to be looking at that directly? No, of course not. We've got fantastic Kickstarters and apprentices here that have got that creativity that are a bit more in touch with uh, some of the newer social media platforms. We can chuck them in the room and actually that having that diversity of youth and experience is fantastic, but also within our network to say, right, well, if I'm, if I'm looking to market something hyper-local where we live in Huntingdonshire, I know how to market that. I know 
the kind of tone that we need to use. I know how to uh, get picked up by press. I mean, that's, that's, that's one way. But if I want to go and get into London or I want to get into Manchester, it's going to be a different message. And actually, you know, having the diversity in our network to go, right, well, look, I'm trying to get in touch with these people. I'm trying to attract these people to our organization. Or um, I want, I'm trying to find a, a new leader for a, a business that I want to start. Um, and I haven't got anyone in my network that fits the profile for that person. Then having diversity in our network and our squad uh, is a fundamental uh, for scale, for sure. So let's use an example um, for squatting up. So I love this example. Um, I was actually going to use Ocean's Eleven, but now um, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Money Heist. Um, and season five has just come out on Netflix yesterday. So I'm quite obsessed with it. And it's a perfect example, right? You've got, you've got the lead character who's a strategist, the professor. You know, he's, he's got the strategy. He's got all of the scenario plans. He knows exactly um, what's going to happen. If this doesn't happen, this, this needs to happen. You know, he's the guy who's bringing all the people together. He's the sales guy and he's the strategist. He's bringing all of these resources in because he knows he needs to have like the best welders and the best miners um, and the best combat people. You know, he needs all of those, those diverse skill sets required to pull off an epic money heist. It's, you know, it just, it's a perfect analogy for what you need when you're doing anything special. You need to have a look around you, look at what you need, look at the skill sets you're missing. Um, and then, you know, for that moment to create that magic moment, just to show, right, these are the different skill sets we need. And it's impossible, absolutely impossible to do what you're trying to achieve with your micro business alone. Um, so think about absolute star players. Let's say the cap, let's just let, treat it like a game. So micro but mighty, it's like a game, right? So you can only have nine and you're one of them. So can you, if you imagine that, if you, if you told yourself, right, for the next five years, I can only have a maximum of nine people in my organization to stay in micro business and, and to, to hit that micro but mighty status. Can you just think about who you would recruit and how careful you would be with the people you bring into your organization? So let's say you've found it, right? You're at a stage now, I'm like, right, I know what I want to achieve. I'm very clear on what my strengths are. I know my weaknesses. I'm open to them. I'm working on on how I can kind of segment what I'm doing right now into you know one or two roles depending on where you are in the organization and your growth. So what then? Well, you need that now. Now you need to sell. This is where sales is a fundamental skill, not just externally but internally. More importantly, internally, I'd say. So the people that you want to bring onto your organization, you need to persuade them that yours is the place to start. Because I can tell you now. You know, when you're, when you're trying to build a micro squad and you're trying to build a micro but mighty business, inevitably, those people are probably going to need to be quite agile in the way that they operate. So they might be coming on board to take two or three hats off you rather than just this one. Here's your job. Here's your job description. It's rare in a micro but mighty business that you have that. You know, you need to have one or two specialisms per person. So that person is inevitably going to be quite special to you and, and to the organization. So you know, understanding for me, I think one of the fundamentals here and, and a lesson I learned a long time ago um, is that you need to know and understand what success looks like for the organization post this person starting and really be able to articulate that vision 
because you know, the job role isn't enough. And I, and I actually think this, uh, every company, you should be you know, selling the vision to that potential new employee. Even if I think back to the corporate world, when I worked as an employed um, personnel, then I, you know, I don't remember many of them really kind of, this is our vision, this is what we're trying to achieve, this is what we're doing. Um, and actually, that's what people, that's what gets people hooked, that's what gets people excited. So having a really clear vision of the future and how them joining gives you a better chance of achieving that success. It's going to get them excited. It's going to get you excited. It's, it's selling. You've got to sell the vision uh, to these superstar players that you want to bring into your, your, into your, um, to your organization. So, okay, so let's have a think about the core team, right? So let's just have a look at this squad. Let's think a bit like a, a circle. So you've kind of got two. You've got your inner circle, which is your leadership team. That might just be you and your mentor. Or you, your mentor, your accountant. I don't know. You might have more. You may have elected to go for a, a more of a flat structure. That's fine. But either way, you're going to have a core team. And I think it's understanding that. Now, now, uh, Justin Lee, who is from Focus for Growth, we've, we've done some content together. Uh, something called the Leaderpreneur Network, which we're working on, and uh, we talked about within an organisation understanding that twenty percent of your team are the leaders, are the are the ones that are going to you know do or die for the brand no matter what it takes um agile adaptable you know the, they're just a players and 80 percent of your organization really are there to do the tasks to action and put effort into what's what's needed because you need someone churning right you need the action takers and there's nothing wrong with either like life circumstance usually comes into it and actually I think the good conversation to be had uh, early days is like, well, where do you fit on that? Because we've done it before. We've brought someone on. Uh, we've done this actually quite recently. Brought someone on, thinking, yep, definitely the right, you know, definitely the right person to do this. And then when it's come to it, actually, life's kind of got in the way of them being able to deliver on on that side of things, and realize, and amicably, you know, actually, you know, for your benefit, you you probably just need to come in know what you got to do, smash out what you got to do in, in excellent fashion and go home and be able to, you know, kind of leave the work at the door and, and understand that. So knowing that, you, you know, you've got your core team that are doing their thing and they're focused on strategic stuff, they're, they're likely, you know, on WhatsApp and the weekends or you know, they're obsessed, they're, they're almost as obsessed as you and, you know, potentially may even have a share in the business. And then you've got your kind of additional players around that that support it and actually get the work done which is um, obviously very important as well so nothing wrong with either but knowing where you fit in that and where the people where where your um how your organization how your organization is set up will be uh, fundamental to making those decisions so another thing i just want to reiterate i think this is um such an important uh, point that is is not emphasized enough probably if you want them to care they need to have skin in the game right so yeah, this is why i'm a big believer in kind of results driven uh, objective driven uh, organizations anyone who works in shift will, will absolutely share that we are not interested in how many hours you work or how much effort you put in that's really not what we're focused on where we are this this is our objectives this these are our results that we're looking to achieve um as a team as an organization that's what we're focused on 
know, the individual performance side, absolutely there's conversations around that, but that's not what we're celebrating. We're celebrating what we do as a team and, and everyone's involved in that. So trying to keep, you know, get some skin in the game from everyone. You know, what does it mean when we hit that result? Not enough uh, of that. Isn't it? It, usually it's like, key, um, what do they call them? Um, PDR, PDRs? Yeah, personal development reviews. I don't know, some HR term. And, you know, it would be like, oh, what does it mean to you to self-develop? Well, you should be self-developing anyway. And, and that should, you know, don't, let's not bring school into the workplace. There's no need, right? We, we should all be self-developing. Um, let's, let's get everyone focused on, especially in micro but mighty business, result. What's the result we're trying to get? Let's get there as a team. Let's get energized and try to do that. And the other side of that is also anti-goals, which I, I've seen some organizations do, which are great. So when you're setting goals for the organization or goals for the teams, think, right, well, actually, what don't we want? What don't we want to happen? <laughs> and how do we maintain that? You know, we don't want people's mental health to, de to decline, which is a genuine possibility, especially when you're in like the intense growth stage. Mental health is absolutely at risk of um, declining or having crisis. So we need to make sure that that's, you know, an anti-goal and what we're doing about it. Because if we, if we write it down, if we set it, and we say, right, well, we know what we, we know if that was to happen, this is our countermeasure to stop it happening. And if it did happen, then this is, the, this is what we do um, as a result of that. So another thing I'm a massive believer in, and I've actually got something uh, which I'll bring for uh, my next episode I do on my own, key milestones and KPIs, right? Two key things for me, for any good team, for any micro squad, any micro but mighty business is understanding what are our key milestones on the way to those results and what are the KPIs? So what are our key performance indicators? Now I do this personally and Christine does the same and we do, um, we do this together as a relationship and we now do it as an organization. And I love this. And I've got a diary, which I'll bring in, which I wrote four years ago, which when I started with exactly that, what are my key objectives? What are my KPIs? So I was still doing, still doing this for myself a few years ago, but it was just really interesting to see what I'd written. Did achieve, did achieve all of them, but um, damn, I, uh, I, I didn't have as nearly as much going on as uh, I do now. When I look back at those objectives and what I was working on, I was thinking, wow, things, things really have evolved somewhat, uh, but I'll bring them in at some point and share them. But yeah, I think, look, you know, key, key milestones. How do you know, how do you know when to high five if you don't know what you're trying to achieve? You know, for me, far too many there's a lot of intention setting there's a lot of visualization there's a lot of you know think it believe it maybe see it but actually you know how about think it believe it write it down build a strategy put the milestones in place break those milestones down into objectives that can be achieved and that are tangible and then have key key performance indicators to tell you whether you're on or off that i mean for me you know, how else do you, I don't know how anyone does it without, I sit down, I, I sit down with hundreds of business owners a year and it shocks me, quite frankly, when I sit down with someone and they haven't got this stuff written down. I don't understand. How are you managing your, your business? Well, it must just be so stressful. It shouldn't be stressful. It can be intense um, and level of stress in, included for sure. Um, you don't, you don't, if you want a, an easy life, don't start a business. We know that if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, but 
come on, <laughs> at least know where you are in the process because then you can have that conversation with yourself. And I've done it. We all do it as entrepreneurs, because especially that first two years, the, the chaos phase um, always impacts us. However long you stay in that first two, it could be one year, it could be three years, it could be five years, where you'll just go, 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 you can't really do anything wrong. It is intense, you know, to get something off the ground, you know, it's the whole uh, flight analogy, you know, it uses like 80% of its uh, fuel just getting off the ground. It's probably not quite that much, but either way, there's a big dump of energy at the front end. If you don't reset your mindset before you go into the next phase and you're just running, 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 I mean, that's only, I'm sorry, but it's only going to end with you in hospital in some form. There's no good um, ending to that. So, you know, yes, be productive. Yes, go for it. But you've got to look after your mental health. So, you know, use, I use these, you know, milestones, KPIs. I think there's a great opportunity there. One, personally, when you're having a bit of a moment, you can look at it and go, right, actually, I'm on track. Come on, give yourself a break. Have a, have a day off, for Christ's sake. Or um, if it's getting quite intense, there's lots going on with the team, bring out the milestones. Right, this is where we are. Let's just laser-like focus on what we're doing. There's a lot of exciting stuff over here, which is great. And I'm the worst for that. Sweet shop syndrome. Um, you know, But let's just align. Let's just align. If we need to tweak that, we need to change the objectives, we need to tweak the... The milestones, absolutely fine. We're agile. That's we're micro but mighty, but at least operate from something. I think that's really fundamental to any successful squad doing anything. Um, you need somewhere to go back to. Right? Why are we here? What's the vision? What we're trying to achieve? How we're trying to achieve it? When is it going to be achieved by? How are we performing against those objectives? Yeah, I don't know how else you can operate. And if someone knows a better way, then please share. Because I, don't, I, I would lose my mind if this wasn't part of our, uh, our business. And then, yeah, don't underestimate the effort required to build the team. And don't, you know, please try to avoid getting disheartened. Um, it's so, it is so easy to just go, you know, fuck it. I'm, I'm, I've had enough. You know, there's... Someone's messed you about, someone's ripped you off, someone's, I mean, honestly, we've had some absolute horror stories uh, when it comes to um, employing people. And it was so unfortunate in, in some cases. I mean, one quite literally uh, resulted in, in police action against that person because it, it got that bad. Um, things happen. Things, you know, people are strange animals. We are, we are very strange animals. And, you know, you have no idea what's going on in people's life. The, the timing of everything, you know, an intense period versus, you know, something going on in that person's life, the wrong moment, the wrong thing said, you know, whatever. Things happen. Um, and personally, I just think, we, we, you know, I think we take a lot too much to heart in this country, um, especially when it comes to business. It's very, you know, everyone talks about work-life balance, but actually you know, they, they seem to not, be too keen to separate work and personal um, when it's affecting them on the work side. So, you know, just don't underestimate the effort required <laughs> and don't be disheartened when things don't go wrong. You don't, you, you don't know how things are going to go. Entrepreneurship is about trying things, failing, being humble enough to know when you've made a mistake, um, trying to be a good human along the way, but things will happen. You know, shit will happen. Like deal with it. It's it's it is what it is. But just you know, don't stop believing in people because they are the lifeblood 
and uh, biggest asset that any business can have. And without great people that are happy, fulfilled, feel secure, you know, buy into that vision on track, like laser like with you, that's the real hack to everything. Without them, no, I'm sorry. And even if you, even if you could do it on your own, I'm not sure I want to. You know, who are you going to high five when you win? As I say. And then the last thing I'll just think, finish on, on this is, you know, when it comes to finding that person and um, your decision making when it comes to bringing them on board to your organization, trust your gut. Uh, my gut has never been wrong, and I've regretted not trusting it so many times. If something doesn't feel right, then something's not right. And you need to approach that situation. It's very easy um, to just, because again, I think it's a cultural thing. We're far too polite, to be honest. And um, it's something I, I adopted into um, the way I operate with, when I work with people is to say, when they first come in and say, look, this is who I am. This is how I operate. I am quite direct. I am very, very honest. I'm very to the point. Uh, sometimes a bit too direct, but I'm honest to say that, and that's who I am. And you know, I I, I just apologise before I start, if that makes sense. Um, but you know, a lot of people say, yeah, that's fine. No, I understand. But then when it comes to it, and you know, I do, and I am direct, <laughs> and I am honest, and I'm not always polite about it. Then it's not always well received. So you know. Uh, either way, like just say it, do it. You know, when we we bought so we've bought four businesses, um, three of which have have been kind of integration, um, or two of which have been integration. Sorry, into existing businesses. So just essentially customer base, um, and the other two um, have been like fresh new brands or have invested in. And um, the lesson I would learn from both of them were clean sweep straight away. If you're going to make decisions like that, just make the decisions. You're not going to keep everyone happy. You know, you, you are there as a director, you are there to direct that business into the future. You are there to ensure the longevity of that, that asset that you've created or that social enterprise or whatever you know, project that you're working on. Your role is to see it into the future. And, you know, sometimes you have to make hard decisions and, and the, the right thing isn't always the nice thing. You just have to you know, trust your gut, Operate as a human. Have some. Have you know? Make sure you got empathy for others, um, and and operate effectively and, and drive your micro mighty business. But once you've got that squad, the real benefit of having a squad is being able to work with other micro mighty businesses. So having champions of your squad are are fundamental, and I think that's the real hack beyond all of this. So you know, maybe it's. If you if we thought think of things as a bit of a linear path that not that business is at all ever, um, but let's say you know side hustle. I am me. I'm doing my thing. Okay, I'm going to start a business. I'm still just me doing all my things with all my hats on. And then you're moving right. Okay, oxygen mask on. Got my pipeline up a little bit. Right, I'm going to bring on two or three employees. Then you go boom up to nine, which is you know which might take you ten years, might take one year, whatever that looks like. At that point, right, that's our, that's our business. That's our micro but mighty business. The next step is to go find other businesses that you can collaborate with because that way you've got that agility to grow because I can tell you now and I can quote at least 10 other entrepreneurs that, have, that will back me up on this, you, the, the stage from 10, so naught to nine employees, fantastic, so much fun, you're going to love it, it's amazing. You know, that, 
you know, you've got that family feel, you've got the agility, you've got, you know, everyone's name, everyone's birthday, everything. Nine to 40, horrible. The, the, the nine employees up to 40 employees, absolutely horrible. Unless you've got loads of funding, you've already got the establishment, you know, it, it's not fun because you, you're missing so many layers, which is why I'm not a big fan of SMEs. After 40 employees, happy days, you know, that's, that's dreamland after that. But, you know, personally, I would rather build my micro and mighty squad. If I was going to go back and do everything again, I would build my micro and mighty business and nine people, go find two or three others to collaborate with that we can still scale total income and then boom, overnight, two years later, either combine, you know, and actually work with those guys in one unit and combine into one bigger uh, operation or because the demand's there, you, you're well tested, you go in, then you can either you can either start up other entities over here, or then you can go from nine to forty overnight. You know, I don't know. They're, they're, I'm still working on my own strategies around this, but at the moment, I am yet to find a ten to forty employee um, success story when it comes to smooth running of the business. It just that that's a horrible phase of any growth. So. Uh, <laughs> Rely on champions, build great relationships and get your micro but mighty squad working with others. And I think you're going to have a lot more fun, make a lot more money, um, have less overheads and avoid becoming a, you know, a slow um, SME that quite, quite frankly, um, won't be able to scale beyond, um, beyond the leadership team. And when it does, then you lose the, the, the original vision that the founding team came on for. So there's so many challenges beyond that. And that's, that's certainly not something I'm going to cover today. Um, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get some debate on that. I'll get some SMEs on here to have a chat about the uh, alternatives uh, as, as they scale. So maybe you're thinking about growing your micro but mighty squad. I'm hoping off the back of this that you may go, actually, that's, that's uh, at the very least, I'm going to map out my structure and my vision and where I may be able to bring some other people into the fold. It would be great to hear from you if that is you and you're on that journey right now. Just share with us how it's going and how you're approaching this, this situation. But I think it's a fun subject. I, I really do. And, and you know, that's why we get in business is for people, right? So you, know, you get to choose. That's the best part of being a business owner. You get to choose who you work with every single day. That's amazing. And uh, building that micro squad is, is a fundamental part of that. So I hope you enjoyed it. Anyway, if that's you, if you're building your micro but mighty business right now and you're thinking about taking on employees, it's a good time for it. You know, there's great opportunities out there with kickstart schemes and apprenticeships and various other opportunities if you're thinking about taking someone on that you don't want massive cost on. And um, I'd love to hear from you. Share your story with me. Uh, either drop me a DM, respond to any of my email newsletters, and uh, I'll always respond if someone sends me an email. That's it for today. Thank you. Welcome to the Micro Business Podcast, the UK's first dedicated podcast to micro business. We navigate the journey to micro but mighty together. My name is Alex Hughes, and my love for micro business is the heart of everything I do. From this podcast to the programs that Shift Momentum runs, and the well over 1,000 members in our micro business community called Shifties. We talk about everything that is unique to micros, like side hustles, marketing ideas, and learn from entrepreneurs that have already completed that journey. Be sure to check out our Substack to get more of this in your inbox and follow the Micro But Mighty hashtag. I hope you enjoy the podcast. 
massive thank you to Shift Momentum, who is the engine behind everything we do, the powering this podcast, and the Shifties community for the beautiful, passionate members within it support each other every single day on the journey to building their micro but mighty businesses. Don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow wherever you're listening to this and share content to spread the word of the Micro Business Podcast for us. Let's get into it.